Andrew. I'm Lee. And this is Whitaker Weekly. Let's get right into it. All right. First things first in the news. Uh, it's been recently announced that Attack on Titan Season 3 premiere will be airing in theaters here Ooh. in North America. Uh, it's uh, select showings on July 10th and 11th, and it's going to be preceded by a uh, feature-length summary of Season 2. Okay. So you can go to theaters, watch, uh, I don't know how long it's going to be, 90 minutes to uh, two hours of uh, a recap of Season 2, mm-hmm. and then Episode 1 of Season 3. Okay. Uh, cool. I wonder if uh, if there's going to be one local for us. Probably not, because of where we live. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something up in Salt Lake for it. Probably not down in our little area, but yeah. uh, but Salt Lake with uh, with has with Anime Bonsai and all the other conventions and um, Salt Lake Comic Con, Fan X, mm-hmm. all the things that are going up there. They they would they would be planning very poorly if they didn't put something at mm-hmm. least. Something local. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't find it. Like it said that on it was on Funimation's website that it would have uh, the. Um... Oh, it will soon have a list. Okay, I misread that. Soon have a list. All right. Soon so, have a list. Okay. Fingers crossed. They're coming to Utah. <laughs> and to whoever else is listening. And yep, wherever you may be. Wherever you may be. All right. Uh, next up in news, uh, we've got another uh, announcement. Um, those of you who have been following along, you may notice that uh, there's been an anime about Ninja Batman coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently it's getting a manga adaptation drawn by Masato Hisa, who's known for uh, Nobunagun and some other work. Nobunagun, yeah. Uh, I, I looked him up. I'm actually not familiar with him. Yeah, it was... Um, it's not somebody I'm terribly familiar with, but I'd be mm-hmm. interested to see what else they've done and kind of uh, okay, well. see what they're in, they're involved in. I read the um, I read a synopsis on Nabunagun, and uh, it mm-hmm. sounded pretty interesting. Okay, it looks like he's just done um, Area Fifty One manga, and then the Nobugun manga, and then he helped create the TV show. Okay. So yeah, I, I I've heard of Nobu Nagan, um, but I haven't actually ever watched it. Right. So. Not maybe one for us to watch later on. Okay, then. Okay, but exciting fan, uh, news for um, anime fans there. Uh, for manga fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have some announcements from Nintendo regarding the new Pokemon games that are coming out this year. Yes, apparently uh, the Switch has announced um, some new core Pokemon RPG. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about this? Have you been following along? Um, just a little bit. Um, the, por- the, the, the core Pokemon one... Um, some people thought that the leak that we saw, the Pokemon Let's Go, mm-hmm. were, were the core Pokemon games, and they're not. Um, those are kind of spinoffs where they are more like Pokemon Go, uh, for the Switch rather than, um, rather than an actual Pokemon game where you wander around in tall grass and capture Pokemon and stuff where, like that. Where the walking is done by your thumb instead of your feet. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, the proper way of walking. <laughs> but, um... But, uh, yeah, so um, Nintendo just wanted to let people know that Pokemon Let's Go is not the core Pokemon games that are coming out. Those are due next year for Switch, and that's going to print Nintendo even more money, having Pokemon games on the Switch. Yes, it will. Okay, and then um, something that actually just uh, was announced uh, pretty much today, um, or yesterday, Bethesda sent out a tweet. Yes. And that tweet was simply an image that said, 
please stand by, mm. but it was the please stand by image from the Fallout games. And so everyone's just like, um, okay, what what's this? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and then today they released a trailer for Fallout 76. And uh, that's a big, that's a different number than Fallout 5 from what people were, were expecting. And I, I honestly thought it was probably a remake of Fallout 3. Mm. Um, but Fallout 76, it takes place in Vault 76. That's uh-huh. why they're calling it that. Okay. And Vault 76, um, for those of you who are not familiar with the Fallout series, uh, it's a nuclear wasteland. Uh, the world has ended and everything's just a big pile of garbage. Right. And there are vaults that were made and they housed, you know, upwards of 500 people inside mm-hmm. of each of these vaults. And typically when you play a Fallout game, you are a vault dweller who is going out and exploring the wasteland. Right. Um, that is not the case in some of them. Um, but one of the horrific things about the vaults is that they actually were not intended to carry humanity on. They were, uh, they were test sites to see what kind of tests they could get away with on human experimentation. Mm. Um, 76, however, is one of the, um, one of the control vaults. So there were no tests done in that one. Ah. Um, so, but the teaser has them, uh, listening to, uh, has, uh, John Denver's Country Roads, (laughs) um, playing in the background. So that's rumored that it's, uh, set in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. Not quite sure. I enjoyed Fallout 4. Um, I think I'm going to hold off and wait for Fallout 76 though, uh, just to see what they've improved on from Fallout 4, just because as much as I enjoyed Fallout 4, like Fallout 3, I was able to go back and play over and over and over again. Same with, uh, Skyrim and, uh, Oblivion. Right. Um, I wasn't really able to do that with Fallout 4. Maybe you can confirm or deny this rumor. I deny it. Somebody said, I, I, I was looking online about this and uh, some information I glanced upon was that the reason they called it Fallout 76 mm-hmm. is that it was basically the Fallout version of uh, PUBG or um, Fortnite, where it's a survival game, where they, they drop, it's an online game, they drop 76 players into a room, and mm-hmm. they're all killing each other in oh, the last if, one standing. If that's the way it is, then yeah, I'm not going to touch it. I don't care for those uh, multiplayer-only games. Um, but whoever, said, one whoever said that apparently has more information either they're they're bsing you <laughs> or they have more information than the general public does All right. because bethesda pretty much released a teaser uh trailer and they are um and showed some images and some st- of the of the vault <laughs> and um they're gonna release more information about it at e3 okay so yeah so that's that's kind of it for news. There are some other things and stuff. That's all we really wanted to talk about uh, right. this week. Uh, stuff that piqued our interest. But uh, yeah, so that's it for the news. Let's go ahead and move on to three episodes in. All right. This week it was my choice. And if you remember from last week, I picked Assassination Classroom. You sure did. <laughs> what? <So. laughs> what he says. Mm-hmm. All right, so Assassination Classroom has an interesting now, premise. Real, real fast for yeah. our listeners, um, I've read all of Assassination Assassination Classroom. Okay. I know the characters, I know the story. Um, so I was watching this from a perspective of somebody who knows what they're getting into. Um, whereas, whereas I haven't seen a thing of it mm-hmm. before now. I've seen images, uh, characters, and memes. I mm-hmm. happen to have a game. Uh, I happen to have a copy of uh, J-Stars. Uh, fighting mm-hmm. and the teacher is a playable character mm-hmm. in it uh or at least he's on the cover art um with with 
the collage of all the other playable characters, so I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I don't know that... I haven't gotten that far into it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was aware of its existence, mm-hmm. uh, but I wanted to uh, to get into it and see, mm-hmm. what, see what it was all about. But the reason I bring this up is just because I know where the story's going, and so I see a lot of the hints and... And like so a lot and of the foreshadowing and things like that uh, that are really expertly dropped in there. Mm. Um, I'm going to do my absolute best not to spoil you listeners after uh, for what happens after episode three for those of you who have not seen this amazing show yet. Right. Um, so just wanted to give I I may slip up. I apologize for that. I'm going to do my best to focus on just the first three episodes, mm-hmm. but I may slip up. All right. So let's take a look at. Uh... Where we're going to get started. Mm-hmm. So the premise of this show is there is a creature who has uh, rendered the moon a permanent crescent by blowing up a major chunk through the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And, has sure thre- and has threatened to do the same to the earth. But in the meantime, he intends to teach a middle school class. Is that about what? What are they? Ninth grade? They're like great. They're, they're in ninth love, grade. They are third year middle school. Third year middle school. Third year middle school. The E class. The the worst of the worst grade wise. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently he's planning on teaching them for a semester before blowing up the earth, and has given each of them the opportunity to try to assassinate him the entire time he's teaching them mm-hmm. uh, before uh, before blowing up the earth. Mm-hmm. Um. The show starts with a very, very funny sequence with um, the teacher coming in and then having the class rep go through the traditional, you've seen it in anime a million times, the traditional instructing of the class to stand and bow. Well, she says, stand, and everybody stands, and she says, bow, and he, everybody pulls out. Is it? Yes. Is it a guy? Because I can't Nagisa tell. Nagisa is a boy. Was it Nagisa who said it? Nagisa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nagisa is the class rep. Nagisa is mm-hmm. the class rep. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't tell Nagisa was a boy for the first until somebody dropped a pronoun midway episode. There's, two. I'll just say, there's a reason he has the haircut that he has. Okay. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, pale blue haircut, mm-hmm. uh, up in pigtails. It looks like. Mm-hmm. And so I never bothered looking the neck down to see what uniform he was wearing. So you thought it was a girl. So I assumed it was a girl. Mm-hmm. He said, "Stand, bow." And when he says "bow," nobody bows. Everybody pulls out. Fully automatic BB guns or semi-automatic mm-hmm. and just starts trying to shoot the teacher mm-hmm. in a full-on spread. And the teacher's mm-hmm. standing there just dodging, meanwhile taking the role. And the students are responding to the role the mm-hmm. entire time. They, um, Airsoft is pretty big in Japan. Okay. They're airsoft rifles. Um, they shoot little plastic pellets, little BBs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually have a, a Desert Eagle model that I've, I've shown it to you before. Yes, you have. Yeah. Um, they're, yes, they're... you've shot me with it before. Yeah. Did I have a shot you with In the leg. Oh, well, I'll, I'll have to aim better next time. Um, but uh, yeah, here, Please in, don't. <laughs> here in America, we have you know laws where toy guns and stuff like that, they have to have the orange uh on the no- on the nuzzle yeah um so if you go to an airsoft store you'll have the um any any gun that you buy will have an orange nuzzle on it yes um they don't have that in japan simply because they don't have guns for the most part right so their airsoft rifles look very very realistic mm. so um they have airsoft rifles with these with these orange bbs uh that they are shooting at koro sensei yes but yeah mm-hmm Yes, uh, and it's established uh, pretty early on that um, the reason that they're shooting... So, the, the BBs that they're using uh, are, in fact, lethal to him, but harmless to humans. Mm-hmm. Well, 
they could still put an eye out, but um, mm-hmm. ah, Christmas story. Um, <laughs> that has nothing to do with anime. Let's focus on the subject. Focusing on the subject. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it uh, it's established that um, uh, he he then takes one of their BB guns and uh, shoots one of his tentacle arms with it to demonstrate that it will actually cause harm to him. And it blows his arm clean off. A single the BB, BB, a single BB blows off one of his tentacles. Yep. Yes, and it, and then he's his arms writhing around before it takes time to regenerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's established pretty early on that uh, these kids are. Uh, yeah, uh, are, are doing this. We get a little bit of a flashback, and we were shown. Um, we meet um, Karasuma San, uh, mm-hmm. Karasuma from the Ministry of Defense. Yes. Um, rather than keeping a. Uh, a file with everybody's names. I just pulled up the uh, the wiki this time, so okay. because there's just so many characters, sure. and I would have just been pausing it over and over again to make sure I was getting everybody's names down. Yeah. So I just pulled up the, the wiki this time. Um, but um, Karasuma from the Ministry of Defense says, for some reason, this this guy, this this, uh, monster, this monster, wants to be your teacher. So and there's not a lot they can do to say no. They can't really. Yeah, they they show a scene where he's talking to the leaders of the world. Uh, making a list of demands or whatever, um, coming to them after having blown up the moon yes. and says, I'm going to blow up the earth in March of next year. Um, um, and then he cuts a deal with them that where they will be able to keep track of him, they will know where he is, but he needs to be the teacher for this class. Yeah. Don't know why. No idea why. Well, I know why, but <laughs> no idea they, why. They, they, throw, in, they mm-hmm. throw in a handful of flashbacks where he's apparently... In a ruined place, uh, darkly lit, with what appears to be a woman dying and forcing him to make a promise mm-hmm. with her dying breath. And it's implied that there that she is the reason that he's making this promise. But it, within the first three episodes, mm-hmm. it doesn't go beyond clips of uh, minor clips mm-hmm. of that flashback. Mm-hmm. So, But um, he... Uh, and so, because the government made this deal, it's up to these kids to kill Koro-sensei. Yes. Well, he doesn't have a name, but they give him the name Koro-sensei. Meaning... Because it's a playoff of... Like, Koro-senai uh-huh. is, like, you cannot kill or cannot be killed. Uh-huh. Um, and because he doesn't have a name, he tells the students to name them, and they go ahead and decide to do a playoff of Koro-senai and call him Koro-sensei. So... Basically a pun, meaning unkillable teacher. Yep. Yep, except that on his gym uniform and stuff, he's got the kanji for kill and then sensei. Ah. So, um, but he, uh, and the students are also told that you're, like, there's a 10 billion yen bounty on his head. Whoever yeah. kills him gets it. Yeah, so, and that's a which question, is a hundred million dollars. hundred million dollars for, and, and again, we've already mentioned that they are the E class. They are the class that is not expected to ever make it to college or do, do much beyond burger flipping throughout their life. Yep. Because of their academic, uh, mm-hmm. their lack of academic prowess. We, we learned that they, um, through the courses of the episodes, uh, we learned that E-class, they call it end-class. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are in the top preparatory academy in the nation. Mm-hmm. And students who can't make it there, like students who can't make it due to the, um, you know, just the strict the, nature of the, the rigorous, uh, nature, the rigorous of nature of the classes yeah. and study and stuff like that. They don't get kicked out of the school. They get deported to E-Class. And E-Class is not on the main campus. It's on a satellite campus. Mm. Um, that's just an old rickety wood building rather than a state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line school facility. Yes. Um, and we learn that the entire reason they do this is so the other students can remain motivated. 
-hmm. So um, having a, so having someone for them to focus, the normal students to focus on, um, on not becoming and being kind of the um, the target of their ire. Yeah. Helps the other students remain focused. That yeah, unfortunately is a really, really bad deal for the students who are in E-class. It, it is unfortunate for them, but it is a proven um, motivational method to have both a goal and a consequence at the same time. Mm -hmm. like if you if you surpass this goal, here's your reward. Mm -hmm. And if you fail to meet this requirement, this is your punishment. Mm -hmm. And having both of those is a known, mm -hmm. um, a known quantity for uh, motivational... Mm -hmm activities now so. one of the one of the great things about this show is not only is it like it's got a fairly serious overtone you know yeah. like this show they're they are you know 14 15 year old kids being trained to kill being trained to kill um so that is never really lost in the overall arc of this sh of the show yeah. um it, it, like nagisa keeps saying we are killers mm-hmm and, you know, there's this threat that the road is going to be destroyed in less than a year. I yeah. mean, this Japanese school year starts in April, and this is the start of the new school year. Okay. Um, or actually, I don't think it's the start of the new school year because um, because that one student was suspended. And I'll have to check and it, see when it, it actually started. It was pretty early. There, it's there's still pretty scene, early in the there, school there year. There was a scene involving tulips, so we know it's spring. Yeah, it is spring. It's definitely spring. But um, And I actually have that written down. But um, one of the things that I love about this show is that while it has its serious overtone, it still finds time for humor and lighthearted things yeah. to relieve that tension. Yeah. Which was actually leading into the next bullet point for you to go ahead and cover since it's one of yours. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, when, as, it was a low-hanging yes. fruit. Why did you not take it? Oh, right. All right. So there's a scene. I'm sorry. I... I, uh, when I was watching this anime, I was trying my best to watch it all at once, but I ended up having to watch an episode one day and another episode another day, and I couldn't I couldn't sit down and watch it all the way through due to mm -hmm. family scheduling conflicts. Mm -hmm. But uh, life is life, and um, so no, yeah, one of the early scenes uh, as the uh, uh, what what is your name is uh, Takoyaki the uh, is that the name of the uh, uh, the the security professional. The security professional? Yeah, they, they uh, the they become, Ministry of Defense. Ministry of Defense. Yeah, What's uh, Kanasuma. Kanasuma. Ta takoyaki is a is a food. Okay. Never. Uh, all right. That's a, that's that's okay. in episode three. Okay. Yeah. That's an episode three. No. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyway, as he's explaining the situation to the kids, one of the kids pipes up and says, "So why would we need to, so so why is this alien teaching our class?" And the, the teacher, instead of answering the question of why he's teaching the class, goes on a tirade saying, I'm from this planet! I'm not an alien! I am from this planet! <laughs> Which is like... Doesn't answer the question at all. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. So, that was a great mm -hmm. little scene. Yep, and uh, we also see that while he's this alien-looking creature, like, we haven't really described what he looks like yet. He's yeah. He's got ball for him like his face looks like a walmart smiley it does face and then you he's got these um like college professor robes on and then just tentacles coming out from underneath yeah, he's, that. he's got two full arm tentacles coming out of each sleeve and then he's got what looks like six or eight uh stub tentacles serving mm -hmm. as his feet he actually has four arms yeah two per sleeve sorry i heard two uh, from a sleeve. Oh, or two, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, two per sleeve, so four arms oh, yeah, and two per eight sleeves. Legs okay. Okay. And so yeah. sometimes they call him an octopus. Yep, which he actually takes pride in being an octopus. And but... will doodle an octopus on their graded papers. Mm hmm. Um, but, uh, anyways, so 
near the end of the first episode, um, we learn um, like even the E class, uh, the E class students. Yes. They don't much. Uh, some of them are close, others are not. Right. You know. Right. Um, and those who are kind of the bullies of the group decide mm -hmm. to use uh, Nagisa. The uh, the blue haired boy, and they decide uh, the to use rat. him as pretty much a suicide bomb. Yes, uh, against uh, Kuro yes. Sensei. Uh, so, so what it appears to me uh, from from just the first three episodes, the the class E is basically segregated into two main groups. You've got <clears> the people who looked like they'd do well, but they just couldn't cut it academically. And then you have the delinquents. Mm -hmm. And so there's clash between these two groups. And, the, and it's mm -hmm. the delinquents. And it's not just great, bad grades that can get you into class E. They also, people who get expelled or like for fighting for violence reasons, they get right. sent there as well. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that, so this <laughs> becomes a, a conglomerate of different of people who are there for different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but you can kind of tell um, stylistically who are the... They, they, they were very clear with their uh, character design, who were the delinquents and who were the yeah. people with mm -hmm. poor grades. Um, and so it's a gang of delinquents who have bullied Nagisa into um, what they've devised as a suicide bomb. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, don't see, we don't see that it is until the last moment <laughs> when Nagisa, the attack works as such. The Nagisa um, is handing in papers or something. He's out going to the teacher, handing in papers. Pulls he's he's handing in a quiz. Handing in quiz, mm -hmm. yeah. Pulls the knife out because they they have these um, Rambo knives that are made of this uh, bendy rubber that's mm -hmm. the same material, the same lethal material that um, the BBs are. The BBs mm -hmm. are, um, but they bend and they're harmless to humans. Mm -hmm. um, it comes in to attack him. The teacher snatches the knife away, but during that the act of snatching away, Nagisa. Uh, in the middle of the attack, continues and just wraps his arms around the teacher in a, in a hugging embrace when a pop grenade on his uh, that he's wearing around his collar goes off. And that grenade was set... It doesn't just go off. One of the students... Let me go ahead and get his name here. Um, was it a remote detonation? Yeah. Uh, Terasaka. Uh -huh. uh, he has a button and he presses the button and it goes off. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that uh, so that uh, blows up, and uh, pretty early on they think they got the teacher because there's just a puddle of ash and a layer of skin mm -hmm. all over the. Uh, and the, the students who were there for bad grades rather than because of fights, they all start pretty much yelling at Terasaka because they think that he killed uh, Nagisa, mm. and they're all of them are really upset at him for it. And but I'm then the one who's the most upset. Well, then we see Nagisa on the ground covered in some kind of a film. Yes. And he's totally fine. Um, and then we hear Koro-sensei. And we see him on the roof, hanging from the ceiling. Now, like a Japanese horror. <laughs> now, up to this point, Koro-sensei has demonstrated the ability horror to change movie. color in different ways. Mm -hmm. when, his, when somebody answers something correctly, his face dings with a yellow uh, with a uh his, a, a goes from yellow circle. to a red circle saying yes or a green x if it's no purple, uh, purple x if it's mm -hmm. no or green stripes if he's being condescending this time we see a new color we see him black <laughs> we, he he yeah he uh he pulls out the best creepypasta kind of uh stylistic his face just stretches and his teeth start getting bared and he Tells them, and he calls out the three punks who set Nagisa up for this, and they try try 
to defend themselves, saying, no, 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 it was Nagisa's idea, it was all him. And the real reason he's angry is because they didn't take Nagisa's well-being into account with the assassination attempt. Mm -hmm. So, But the assassination attempt itself? But they think they're totally fine. They uh, think they could, like, he can't do anything to them. And that's right. He made an agreement where he will not harm the students of the classroom. Right. That being said, in order to put them in their place and kind of show them how powerful he really is, mm -hmm. he leaves the classroom and those guys think that he's running away for a little bit and then he comes back less than five seconds later with a bag of nameplates. And in Japan, every single house has the family nameplate outside of it. Even in the yeah. apartment buildings, they'll have a nameplate with their with the name of who's living in there. Right. And he drops down the three nameplates for the houses of the thugs. Meaning he can get to their families faster than they can blink. Mm-hmm. And he got and he, he spells it out for him and says, Yes, I can't harm you, but I can kill your family. I can kill your friends. I can kill everybody on this planet and leave you perfectly alone. And that's when he says, by the, but it was a great attempt. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like, he goes, yeah, I'm not mad about the suicide attempt. That was awesome. I'm not mad about the assassination attempt. I'm upset that you put, you didn't take Nagisa's safety into your consideration. Yeah. So, um, he says full points for Nagisa on the assassination attempt because I didn't feel your killing intent until it was almost too late. Um, but he's also reveals that this, this film that was over Nagisa, um, he sheds his skin once a month. Yes. And so he used that to protect Nagisa. Um, and he says, that's my once a month Trump card. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, so after that, um, we see some of the students like getting one-on-one -on -one lessons with him and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the next day, uh, we go to the next episode with the next day and he, one of the students, um, so he's out sitting amid the trees. So this, this, uh, satellite school is kind of surrounded by wilderness. It's on a mountain next to the school when it's surrounded by a forest. It's surrounded by a forest. So it's kind of, it's in the woods. It's mm -hmm. plenty of uh, wild area around it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nagisa, we've failed to mention this so far, he's been taking notes on Koro-sensei's weaknesses. Yes. Um, weaknesses like he gets flustered easily or yeah. he, um, you know. At first people think, uh, because he hasn't mentioned too many weaknesses, he hasn't written down much yet, but the weaknesses he has written down and showed people, like, this is useless information. But over time, this thing is going to get more and more valuable mm -hmm. or, or finding. But, uh, and we already found that by the end of the second episode where he gives them a... Um, where he gives them an assassination attempt with him being handicapped. Yes. But he, um, but anyways, uh, this other student walks up to uh, Nagisa, and it's a Su uh, Sugino. Mm -hmm. uh, and Sugino, he is a former member of the baseball team. Baseball club, yeah. Of the baseball club. And uh, you want to talk about what happens? Uh, yes. So what he's done is he's embedded a whole bunch of BBs into the baseball, into a baseball, and then attempts to, and then is. While the teacher's back is turned, he throws the ball. He tries to throw the best fastball he can at the teacher. The teacher then sees the ball coming and at Mach 20, leaves where he's at, goes to the shed where the sports equipment is, grabs a baseball mitt, comes back and catches the ball before it gets straightens to him. The straightens a sign in the shed. Straightens a sign in the shed. And then closes the shed and comes back. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... And, and there he is with the ball that he's caught. During that lunch break, he decides that he's going to... Uh, the, the, later in that episode, the teacher decides he's going to go to a sporting event mm -hmm. and proceeds to go to 
New York to watch a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Be, to catch a Giants To game. catch a Giants game. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back. Well, he says Giants, but the Giants aren't a baseball team in New York. They're a football team. No, yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he says he's going to see a baseball game, but he says Giants. So, yeah, that's... Uh... Anyways, yeah, let, uh, let's not worry about that. That's one hiccup. It's fine. Um, but he comes back, and then... Um, later that evening, as he's talking to the kid who tried to assassinate him with the baseball, tells him point blank that he'll never be able to throw a fastball like the guy he was trying to imitate. Because he went to go see that guy's game, and then he also managed to molest that guy with all of his tentacles to feel all his muscles and his... Mm-hmm. And his uh... Well, we, he, he does that to the student first. Like, he well, starts, he grabs yeah, it's the estab- student. It's established, he does it to the student, and then it's established that he had done that but to the pitcher. But it's funnier the, the way we see the yes. reveals. Yes. And I, like, so, okay. he's... He's outside with the student, with the with the with the uh, the baseball student, and Nagisa sees him out there, and he looks, and he sees Koro Sensei has grabbed the student and has got tentacles all over him, like holding him up in the air and stuff like that, and he runs down and says, "What the crap are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, no, I'm not hurting him. I'm just I'm just like examining his muscles and stuff like that." And he puts him down. Yes. And he says to him, "Then, uh, like the the pitch that you did yesterday, you're imitating this famous baseball player. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you're not." Your your uh, due, mu- due your shoulder mu- muscles due to your shoulder structure and muscles, you're not going to be able to throw a fastball like him ever. Mm-hmm. And that makes the student upset. And Nagisa is just like, well, how how do you know about that baseball player's muscle structure? He because, says, oh, because I felt him up yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and we see and we see a shot of him doing the exact same thing. <laughs> only it's he, the pitcher was on the mound when it happened, so all these tentacles are coming up from underground and got this baseball player up in the air. Yes. And, uh, and it, it just does it in front of the int- in the middle of the game in front of everybody mm-hmm. because why would he because wait? Because he can. And uh-huh. but then he tells the student uh, who's been depressed these past couple of days because his ball wasn't fast enough to get the teacher. Yeah. And this remind, reminds him of why he was kind of kicked off, kicked out of the club yeah, because he, he could was never able to throw a fastball. He couldn't throw a strike. He couldn't throw a single strike. Well, I meant he was trying to do a fastball is yeah. what I was going with. So he was trying to throw fastballs, but every single one of them got hit. Yeah. So he couldn't throw a single strike. So he was benched. And then because of, he was benched, he eventually stopped carrying out his grades. And then he ended up in, in E class. Yep. But he, um, he, um, but the teacher eventually reveals to him that, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That, um, just because he can't throw a fastball like that one player because of his shoulder, uh, mass and situation, he has a better wrist than that pitcher. So he may be able to throw a better fastball. It just won't, won't be the same way. Mm-hmm. And that gives him hope. And there's a really great dark for that episode. Yeah, no, no. It's it's good. And that's kind of... Uh, the episode ends with the reveal of a new student. Uh-huh. Um... Now, in which now, which episode did the tulip thing happen? Was that was that that's the same episode? episode? I'm pretty sure that's episode three. You're right. It is. It starts off in episode three because of the handshake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the students come up. Um. The, so it reveals so, a new student who's been um who's been suspended since the school year started. Yep. Suspended since the school year started. Oh, what happened? I lost the sight for some reason. Eh, anyways, that's fine. So, um, Karma is the name of the student. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been suspended because he was in a fight, um, and he's very, very excited about the, the opportunity to kill a teacher. Um, he, um, 
we'll go ahead and get into his backstory a bit later. Mm-hmm. But um, episode three starts off with um, with an amazing comedic scene where um, all the students are coming up to Koto Sensei, mm-hmm. and well, not all of them, but several of them are going up to him and see that he's um, once again relaxing before school, mm-hmm. and he goes over and um, well, the students all rush to Koto-sensei, and then as soon as they're on him, they all pull out their knives and try to attack him, but he, of course, gets away, mm-hmm. and then he reveals that he's replaced their knives with uh, these flowers that he found. And then the female students recognize the flowers as the tulips that they had been working on so hard, and they're finally blooming, and they're furious with Koto-sensei. And Koto-sensei <laughs> feels so bad about it that he... Um, and he immediately starts replanting bulbs. He goes and he just gets a bunch of bulbs and he goes and he starts replanting them. And they're scolding him, saying, don't you dare do this at super speed. You've got to do it carefully and make sure everything is done properly. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, here's this massive killing scene being scolded by 14-year-old girls because he cut their flowers. <laughs> but And that's where we see the Batsu game. Or not really Batsu. It's not really a Batsu game. Batsu game is a Japanese term for punishment game where the loser uh-huh. has to do something bad. Uh-huh. Um, um, he... Uh, Oh, he, uh, like, that's when he does the assassination attempt at disadvantage. Yes. And he ties himself up and, like, a pinata. Like a pinata. He's he's tied his arms together and Mm -hmm. then tied himself to a branch. And all he can do is swing from the branch to try to get away from everybody with Mm -hmm. giant sticks. With sticks with the the knives duct taped to the end Mm -hmm. of them. And we see this kind of from the perspective of, um, shoot, what's his name? Let me go ahead and see if I can't just pull it up in history. There we go. Oh, I clicked on the wrong one. History. There we go. Desktop version. Kurosama. Kurosama has joined the faculty of the school as the gym teacher for Class E. Now, we've known him since mm-hmm. Episode 1. He's been involved. He's the uh, representative from mm-hmm. the... Uh, from the army. Mm-hmm. And real fast, the only people who know about Koro-sensei uh, are the students in the class, the principal at the school, and the leaders of government. Mm-hmm. That's it. No yeah. one else is... He's a, it's a yeah, national student, secret. Students mm-hmm. aren't even allowed to tell their families about it's Worldwide secret, yeah. Students aren't allowed to tell their families about the situation or anything. So, um, so he comes in order to help train the students to be better assassins. He comes and he takes over as their gym teacher. Yep. Um, and that's actually one of the things that I love about the series as a whole... Um, these kids, they just get a first-rate education from, and they meet more and more assassins as the series goes, <laughs> um, and they get a first-rate education on how to be an assassin. Like, imagine if you had a, um, imagine if Michael Weston was your school teacher. What oh, kind wow. of education would you get? What kind oh, of gym trade, class would you have? Tradecraft 101. That, and that's what they get for the entire year. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, real fast, um, a foreshadowing thing is actually something, and this is one of the things that I liked about it, is because, because I already know the show, I'm catching a lot of the foreshadowing and stuff. Uh-huh. One of the things that I really liked was, uh, Nagisa saying, I wonder if this teacher will be able to accept my bloodlust as well. And you just think this, Nagisa is this cute kind of short boy bloodlust? <laughs> so... So, anyways, um, so in that same episode, Katsuma becomes the uh, the gym teacher, and their gym class for that day is knife combat. Yes, yes, they're out practicing and doing their uh, the doing an eight stroke 
practice. So they're mm-hmm. attacking from all five, from the eight mm-hmm. cardinal directions. And some of the stu- teacher, some of the students say, well, "Do we really need this?" I mean, seriously, he's like, "Well, just uh, like in like in everything, everything boils down to the basics. The better you are at the basics, the better you'll be overall." Mm-hmm. So, and then he like teaches a lesson to a couple of the kids when they try to cut him. He's like, "If you guys can't cut me." you're not going to stand a chance against him at Mach 20. Yeah. So, And so he starts mm-hmm. training them to get good enough to actually take him on in knife combat. Mm-hmm. At least it begins their process. That's their process, yep. Um, and so uh, right after gym class is when, um, when Karma shows up. Uh-huh. And Karma is the kid who was suspended. And he walks up and uh, introduces himself to Koto-sensei. Yes. And he... Uh, Goes up and is very, very polite, very kind, and he goes to shake Koto-sensei's hand, and Koto-sensei grabs it, and then his his tentacle explodes. And, uh, <laughs> his, uh, and then it's revealed that he sliced up one of those knives and pasted its pieces onto his hand. Yeah. Which is how he was, how he did that. And he tries to, uh, slash Koto-sensei, but Koto-sensei backs up, and Karma starts mocking him, um, you know, bel- belittling him and stuff like yep. that. Um, playing mind games. Mm-hmm, playing mind games. They then have a uh, they have a quiz for the next period, for the last period of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he finishes it and says, "Oh, I'm already done with it. I'm going to go ahead and just eat my delicious gelato now." And Kodosin says, "You're not allowed to eat that in the classroom." He's like, "Wait a minute, gelato? That's my gelato that I flew all the way over to uh, Italy <laughs> to buy, and then flew back in the substratosphere, but so it would stay cold all the way back." And there he is wearing Santa gear as he's doing that. <laughs> That's Kato Sensei for you, um, and uh, he walks over to it, but ends up walking on more on some of the BBs. Yes, um, and Kato Sen- and then the student walks up, and uh, Karma walks up and just like stabs him, but stabs him with gel- with the gelato. Yeah, uh, and Kato Sensei um, flies off after after school that day. Um, or and Karma mocks him more and taunts him more and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. then leaves because that was the last class and he finished the quiz. Yeah. Ended up getting a hundred on it. He's an incredibly intelligent student. Um, yep. and he uh, Kodosensei then flies up and thinks, "What am I going to do about this kid? You know, uh, obviously I can't hurt him. So mm-hmm. what am I going to do about it?" Um, and he finds the best way to handle this situation <laughs> by humiliating him. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Now, um, what, what what scene was next? Was it the uh, the home ec scene? I don't th- know. No, I don't remember the breakdown okay. of the scenes. But there was another scene before the home ec scene. Okay. But it's the, it's the next day. Uh huh. Um, and he tried to. Uh, oh no, that's what it was. They're in class, and um, he just tries to shoot him. No, 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 no. That's what it is. That's what happens after school. Karma talks to Nagisa and their old friends. Um, and not a. Uh, Karma says, well, what, is he insulted if you call him an octopus? Yeah, he's trying to find weaknesses. He's trying to find weaknesses and stuff like that. And uh, the entire time he's bragging about how he's going to be one the one to kill him and how excited he is that he's going to get to kill a teacher. Yeah. Um, which, again, is foreshadowing, you know. Not really foreshadowing, but, you know, hinting towards his backstory and stuff. Right. About why he's in Class E and, you know. Uh, it's a lot like GTO, mm-hmm. where each student has their own reason for being in the class that they're in and for hating adults. Okay. Um... You've never seen GTO, have you? I have not. It's it's a good one. It's a real, it's a classic. Um, but anyways, uh, that's a train station, and Nagisa says to him, "No, we uh, we." And he he. It's kind of his mascot. He'd probably be really really happy if you called him 
uh, if you called him a, an octopus. I mean, he even doodles in our notebooks and as like a, an octopus every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and he uh, says, oh, okay. And the next day, Koro-sensei shows up and he walks in and says, good morning, class. And the mm -hmm. entire class, they don't make eye contact with him. They're very, very ner obviously nervous about something. And he looks down and he sees the octopus dead on his table with like a ice pick through it. Mm -hmm. And then um, Karma starts bragging. And um, Koro and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was you. You know, they, they, you guys look so similar. Something along those lines. I don't exactly remember the exact term. He's like, I miss, oh, sorry. I misplaced my octopus. Could you please bring it over here? Oh, and he says, oh, yeah, sure. I can do that. And he's walking towards Karma. And Karma's got his hand on the knife, on his knife, mm -hmm. uh, getting ready to strike. And... Um, Right before Karma's able to do anything, Koto-sensei goes into action. And using his Mox 20 speed, he makes takoyaki. Yeah. Which, for those of you who don't know what takoyaki is, it's like a little um, soft bread ball uh -huh. um, that has um, octopus meat or taco inside of it. Ah. Um, and they, they, and they put like a sweet sauce on top of it. It's pretty tasty. I prefer it with chicken rather than octopus, but that's just me. Um, sure. but, um, yeah, takoyaki, uh, he makes takoyaki and then feeds it to him. <laughs> um, and, you know, shows that, uh, pretty much puts, try, starts putting karma in his place because, uh, like, look, kid, you've got my full attention now. Try me. Okay, <laughs> and then he. Uh, the next scene is Homek, and they're right. learning how to cook a dish. They don't really say what the dish is; it's a soup of some kind or a broth of some kind. And uh, one of the students says, "Hey, uh, Koro Sensei, mine is really, really uh, bitter. I don't really know why." He's like, "Oh, well, let me go ahead and give it a try." And then Karma comes up with his knife and he flips the pan, trying to burn Koro Sensei with the contents uh -huh. or the pot, and. Um, and then in a flash, you know, it's nothing happened at all. Yeah. And we go through uh, a flash, a brief flashback where Koro-sensei took a, um, what are those called? Ah. Uh, it's like a small baster, whatever they're called. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, an eyedropper. An eyedropper. He takes an eyedropper and he, and he gets every single drop of the soup and puts it into the pot. Yeah. And then he puts some sugar in to help, uh, eat, to uh, correct the bitterness of the broth. Yes. And then the third attempt, he, uh, he, al he also puts, uh, isn't it, doesn't he also during that time put uh, karma in a frilly apron? Yes. He put him in a frilly apron during that, all that same yep. scene. Yep. And then right after that, he, um, they're in class again and karma just tries to shoot him. And then Koro sensei just lickety split, you know, gets the gun away from him and, uh, gets the gun away from him and, um, you know, does up his nails and yes. gives him nails that uh, one of that like nails with um, like cute cute faces on with them or faces on them and stuff, and they're all takoyaki balls, and one of them's a little octopus. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and so Karma's just getting more and more frustrated. And finally, at the end of the day, um, Karma is sitting on a tree branch over a cliff, or like a, a tree that's kind of grown over a cliff. Yes. Um, and Nagisa comes up to him and says, "Hey, we're like we should be working together to do this, so we could really use your help." And Nagis is just like, no, no, I'm going to do this by myself. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill a teacher. And um, Koro-sensei walks up to them and just says, uh, hey, let's, uh, you know, um, 
uh, talking to them about their efforts and, uh, and stuff. I forget exactly what he's talking about, but, um, it's then that he says, uh, a teacher, I'm going to kill you. And then he jumps off the cliff. Yes. Thinking I've outsmarted him because if he tries to catch me at top speed, it's going to kill me. Uh, if he lets me fall, he's going to, it's going to kill me. So either he kills me, um, or he lets me die. Either way, his life as a teacher is over. Mm. Um, and if he comes down, if he tries to fly down slow enough to catch me without killing me, I'll stab him with the knife and I'll kill him. Um, and, uh, as he's falling, his life flashes before his eyes and we see that he had a teacher here at the school that, um, was all buddy, buddy chums with him saying that I know you're kind of violent, but, um, as long as you're in the right, I'll go ahead and, you know, I'll be on your side. Mm -hmm. And then he gets into a fight where someone was beating up a senior uh, was bullying on a senior just because they were in E class, and this was before he was in E class. Uh -huh. And the teach, and then it cuts back to that teacher, and the teacher, he's yelling at him for beating up one of the top students in the school. Yeah. Um, and saying, "I let your uh, violent tendencies go because um, because your grades were so good, but now you're threatening my career with your violent tendencies, and I'm not going to let that go. I've already put in for your transfer. You're going to E class next year." And during that scene, we see, like, the flesh of the teacher fall off until it's just a, a, a skull. skull. Yeah. And the next thing we see is the teacher's office in complete shambles and the teacher afraid for his life as Karma is walking away. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's what got him suspended. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, and not expelled because, uh, well, yeah, suspended. But... Um, and then it cuts back to uh, Karma, and Karma's saying, I'm going to, like, uh, I've won, I've killed you. Um, either I've killed your life as a teacher, or I'm going to kill you directly. And then suddenly, poof, there's a net underneath him. A bright <laughs> yellow net. Mm -hmm. The exact same color as our uh, not-alien monster friend. <laughs> as our tentacle teacher. Yes. And he... Uh, Koro-sensei. Koro-sensei. And he... Um, yeah, forms a sticky net and catches him. Yeah, he him. forms a net with his arms and catches him. Uh, but he makes it sticky to where he can't stab him with the knife. Yep. And uh, he goes up to him and he says, Karma, you dying is not an option for me. And that gets through to Karma. Hmm. Um, starts breaking down some of his walls. Um, and that's kind of where the episode ended. Yep. So, well, he get, takes him back up and reunites him with Nagisa and stuff like that. So that's kind of where the episode ends. And that's our three episodes in. And that's three episodes in. So what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm interested. I think I might continue watching this on my own. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I will just because I've got other shows that I'm watching. Sure. And I already know the story. Um, and I was actually scrolling through. And it's it's the complete it's the complete manga. Like everything that's in the manga. Well, I, I can't say that just because the manga was a, uh, was a decent length. Um, but it wraps up the story. It's, it's what's in the mangas in the... Uh, in the anime. Okay. So if you watch the the if you watch the anime, you'll get the complete story. Cool. Um, and I actually was getting teary eyed as I was seeing some of the stuff that happens in the later episodes, and I was like, "Oh man, I remember that happened. Oh, and that happened too. Oh man." So I don't know if I'll be watching it just because I've got other things on my plate. Sure. But, um, that's not because that's not to say I don't like it because I really enjoyed what I watched. Um, it's just um, I already I already know the story, yeah, so no. I've got other things to focus on. Yeah. No. Still, this show gets my recommendation for those of you who have not who have not seen it yet. Yes. Okay, so next week is your pick. What do you want to watch next week? Next week is my pick. Next week, 
And this is, I don't know if this is a cheat on my part, but you haven't watched the first three episodes and it's still currently airing. And I get the feeling we should probably try to focus more on shows that are currently airing. Sure. Hina Matsuri. Hina Matsuri. When you were at my place on Friday, we watched the first episode. It's the one about the psychic girl. Oh, the psychic girl and the little egg. Mm-hmm. And the Yakuza. Um, it is... The friends. It is delightfully weird and funny. Uh, but friends, more like take some hostage. Um, but um, <laughs> Nita Yoshifumi, a young... Oh. In, and the synopsis is from Crunchyroll. Yes. I didn't write this myself. Uh, Nita Yoshifumi, a young intellectual Yakuza, lived surrounded by his beloved pots in his turf in Ashigawa. They're not pots, okay? I don't know why they said pots. They're, they're vases. vases. And they're very expensive vases. He's got a nice collection going. But one day... A girl, Hina, arrives in a strange object and uses her telekinetic powers to force Nita to allow her to live with him, putting an end to his leisurely lifestyle. Hina tends to lose control of herself, wreaking havoc on both, at both school and in Nita's organization. Though troubled, he finds himself taking care of her. What will become of this, this strange arrangement? It's the beginning of the dangerous and lively story of a nice guy outlaw and a psychokinetic girl. Alright. Well, uh... We'll watch the first three episodes of that, and uh, mm -hmm. we will let you all know what we think. Yep. I'm excited to hear what you think about it, because I know that I adore it already. But yeah, <laughs> so that's what we're going to be watching for the next episode. All right. That brings us to our next segment, our recommendation of the week. And this week, it's Andrew's turn. And it's my turn. Um, and this week, I recommend Dark Souls Remastered. And why do you recommend that? Uh, because it just came out, and I've been playing the, the crap out of it. Um, <laughs> I... I played Demon Souls back in the day when it first came out, hmm. um, and I hated it. Okay. I hated it. I was just like, this is just this garbage, and I just thought it was a bad game where they made it arbitrarily hard to hide the bad game design. Hmm. Um, and so I avoided Dark Souls. I avoided Bloodborne. All those games were just like, whatever. People enjoy that stuff. It's not for me. Um, and then um, one of our favorite YouTube channels, Extra Credits, mm -hmm. Started a series, Dan Sucks at Dark Souls. <laughs> Did you ever watch any of that? I, I, I watched a few. Mm -hmm. I watched a few. Where Dan and James um, talk about Dark Souls. And they're, Dan is playing it and they're talking about the game design of it. And how the game forces you to pay attention and play it slowly and methodically and stuff like that. Um, and as I was watching that series, I decided to go ahead and give it another try. Mm. Um, I had just gotten a PS4. Um, so I decided to, to go ahead and try it out on Bloodborne. Okay. And I got Bloodborne and I was hooked. It just got its claws right into me. And even to this day, after I've, play, I've played all the other games now um, and beaten most of them, um, Bloodborne is still my favorite out of them all. Okay. Um, but I got Dark Souls for the PC, and I don't know what it is about my rig, but I tried you know, um, I tried getting it to work properly and stuff, but I was never able to get it to work smoothly, get it to work properly. Um, but um, So I never played it, but I've played uh, Dark Souls 2, I've gotten to the end DLC mm -hmm. of it, um, but I was only playing Dark Souls 2 to tie me over until Dark Souls 3 came out, <laughs> and then when I played Dark Souls 3, I just I didn't pick up Dark Souls 2 again, and I've beaten Dark Souls 3, all the DLC and stuff like that. Even on New Game Plus, I've beaten it, um, so I've gone through it twice. Okay. Um, but um, I, I was playing um, Demon's Souls as well, and I was really enjoying that, but then they shut down the servers. 
Um, so now it's just a single player experience and uh -huh. it's kind of uh, missing the multiplayer aspect so it's kind of sad yeah. but the game's been out for a while now so I understand why they shut it down but um, Dark Souls Remastered just came out last week so it was finally time for me to go ahead and pick up the the, the really the game that started the craze because Demon Souls was a cult hit whereas um, Dark Souls was like a blockbuster it's where it really got it into the mainstream mm -hmm. so I picked it up and um, I'm I'm multiple hours into it, got past multiple difficult areas. Um, I got through the areas where people say this is a make or break, like this is where Dark Souls really starts, and just like whatever. Um, but I've made it through those areas. I'm now in, on, on Orlando. Um, uh, made it past the annoying... There, there are archers in Orlando, okay? The uh -huh. Silver Knight archers, and they stand on towers. You can get up to those towers, but they shoot arrows at you the entire time. Mm -hmm. And those arrows are the size of lances. Mm -hmm. Okay? They're really obnoxious. <laughs> but I made it past them, um, and thoroughly am, am, am enjoying it. Made it past uh, Sin's Fortress. Um, people call it Sin's Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a great game, and I highly recommend it for anybody who hasn't tried it. All right. It might not be your cup of tea, but it's still a lot of fun. Okay. Okay, and now after that, it's time for our creator shout out. All right, and I'm going to, and this week it's my turn, and I am giving a shout out to a man named Martin Molin, who is part of a band called Wintergarten. Wintergarten is how he pronounces it. Wintergarten. Well, Wintergarten in, 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 without okay. the accent. Now, many, many years ago, there was a group of CG 3D artists who put together a compilation called uh, Anna Music, and this and and some of this uh, stuff it was instruments playing themselves, or in instances of uh, balls hitting strings and then falling into funnels and all this stuff, and that inspired him to build what most of the internet has seen by now is a turn crank marble the marble music, machine the marble mm -hmm. machine, and so what it does is he would turn a crank and the crank would turn a wheel which um, was connected to a chain of Lego bits that would lift um, arms uh, up that would allow ball bearings to fall onto a xylophone or um, a bass guitar strings and all these other things. Snare drums and stuff like Snare that. Snare drums. Mm -hmm. um, and he built this machine and it played one song. But the, the machine itself was... Um, he had a lot of problems with it. It's, it's he, a highly he, he flawed got, machine. It was a highly flawed machine, mm -hmm. but he learned a lot building it. And in the last two years or so, he has been working tirelessly building version two, the Marble Machine X. Mm -hmm. And he has a YouTube channel, Wintergarden Wednesdays, where he's um, mm -hmm. where he documents the process of making. I think it. it's just Wintergarten and Wintergarten, um, but Wintergarten Wednesdays is the show that he does on it because it's yeah. every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, mm -hmm. he he drops a video that explaining how he's using these amazing tools. He's got this. Uh, CAD machine that is connected to a robot arm with a drill bit that allows him to 3D print um, from a, uh, a sheet of plywood. So the drill cuts out what it wants from the plywood. Yeah. It's, so, it's a three, so it's an auto-cutting it's, it's a cutting tool. Yeah, it's not a 3D printer. Now, he has a 3D printer He does now, now have a 3D printer. and um, But he's building this machine with uh, 3D printed plastic and uh, CAD-assisted... Uh, uh, um, gears and tools, uh, plywood, uh, plastic, metal, ball bearings, and the like. And he's putting it together. And today, 
he released an episode where he's uh, really starting to assemble the whole thing, and it's getting close to completion. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. So, uh, yeah, go check him out on YouTube. And um, He's designed the Marble, Marble Machine X to not only be functional, but to be aesthetically pleasing. He, he, where it's cool to look at from the distance on the stage. Yeah, he, he wants to take it on tour with him. He wants to have it visibly demonstrated on tour with his band. Uh, he, he's built it in a way that he can very quickly change what song it plays. Mm -hmm. um, so... He's kind of got these boards that look a little bit like a light bright where you just put your pegs into different places and it's designed to mm -hmm. pull these plates off and put on new ones and very quickly start a new song. Um, and so he's uh, and he's been working really hard on this thing and it's been really fun just going back through and watching all the things that he's done and mm -hmm. the inspiration that he's been through. And so yeah, check him out. It's a great little, great little set of videos. Great yeah. channel. Okay, well I think that's it for this week. Unless there's anything else you want to cover? I think that covers everything. Okay. Well, um, thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you come back for next week. Uh, I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. Take care of yourselves. Uh.